Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. Let's open in prayer. Father God, sovereign triune God, creator of all things, Lord, we honor you, we worship you, and we give you all the glory today. You and you alone are our life source, our prayer wisdom, our spiritual formation, as well as our spiritual foundation. Lord, this day and every day forward, continue to cover us. We are so very grateful for you, Yahweh. Thank you for the work on the cross of your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, reign. We invite you in and ask you to lead us boldly today and beyond. Awaken, 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 awaken our slumber spirits, Lord. By the blood of Jesus, this day, not by my might, by the power of the redeeming blood of Jesus, I take authority over the spirit of retaliation. Father, we just thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. This conversation, this training is ordained by you and you alone. There will not be any distractions or retaliation. Father, I bind the demon of Antichrist. I send it back to the pit of hell by the blood of Jesus. I loosen your people from the spirit of defeat, the spirit of oppression, the deaf and dumb spirit that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Spirit of confusion, spirit of distraction, I see you. And by the blood of Jesus and the authority of Jesus Christ, we bind you today from acting out. We build a hedge of protection and a wall of fire around this room. I thank you, Lord, that everyone is healed and sanctified. No spirit of infirmity will linger or distract or come against us in the spirit of retaliation. This day, the atmosphere is cleansed by you, Jehovah Rapha. You come to give us life and life more abundantly, and this day we receive it. If you receive it, just say, Father God, I receive it in Jesus' name. The fullness of the living word of God that does not return void your word, the living word that goes out to cut, comes back to heal. Today, we press in to receive the deeper wisdom of your revelation and your rhema word for our lives. Holy Spirit, have your way. May this message be anointed by you for us through me, Lord, not by my might, but by the blood of Jesus. Connect us with prayer on a deeper level to understand personal sanctification so we can be in corporate restoration and unity in prayer. Now cover us, release us, and Lord, give us the rhema word for spiritual warfare that you are the true triune power and resource and the sovereign regenerator of our truth. For such a time as this, saints, for such a time as this, There is nothing more important than we can do as Christians than pray. And when I say pray, I don't mean just pray over your food. I don't mean just pray over your families. I mean intercession, spiritual warfare, deliberate, intentional prayer on purpose. How many prayer warriors do I have in this room? I know I have a full room of you. Thank you, Lord. Today, we're going to talk about equipping prayer. I'm going to go over a little bit of foundational from an academic sense, but really, this is about impartation, this is about regeneration, and this is about collectively receiving the covering of the house, 
the covering of Pastor uh, Scott and Pastor Lydia as our prayer covering, and also to understand, as Pastor Lydia said, when we personally are sanctified at a deeper level, level, spiritual soul and body, we are regenerated by salvation, yes, but transformation and walking out our salvation is application. We have to understand how to live daily and die to self and not give the enemy any territory. Amen. In Jesus' name. I'm reminded as I was studying the message of Esther, we all know it well, but just as a couple points of reminder that I believe are application for what we're going to study today. The message of Esther, a woman who saved a nation, one woman God used on assignment to save a nation. She postured herself to be right with God and called those in her inner circle, her prayer people. To go before the Lord and fast and pray for three days before she even said anything. She got in her prayer closet and got on her knees. I'm assuming we can infer that by the word. And she rallied through prayer and intercession to understand the spiritual warfare because she knew the battle that was ahead of her. It was life or death, right? If you remember context of culture at that time, if you went before the king... Without the king summonsing you, what happened? Immediate death, right? So her life was hanging in the balance based on her assignment. I'm going to ask you today, I wonder, I really wonder how many of us would truly lay down our lives for our prayer assignment. Will you be an Esther today? Not in gender, but will you be an Esther today? in spiritual transformation and restoration through prayer. Do we as prayer people truly recognize the magnitude of importance in our prayer assignments? How seriously are we taking it? How obedient are we to it? Are we instantly in season with the Holy Spirit and moving with God? Or do we procrastinate, demiss, or rationalize away our God-given assignments because we're distracted, we're too busy, we're lethargic, we slumber, we sleep. I'm, I'm just being real. The flesh is real. The flesh is real. So ladies and gentlemen, let's be aware. Live boldly in your God-given assignment. Today we're talking about prayer training, spiritual warfare 201. Quick reminder, there is a previous teaching that is prior to this that talks more about definition And what actual spiritual warfare is. We're not going to deliberate on that today. But know your identity in Christ. Know the enemy, the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And know your authority in Jesus. The redeeming word of God in 2 Peter 1.3. God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. That's 2 Peter 1, 3. Well, today this may be a little bit of an academic and scripture teaching. We are going to do some application. I can't stress enough You will be a successful prayer warrior only when you have spent time with Jesus Christ and the triune God in your prayer closet.
Your level of authority is dependent upon, yes, let me, I don't want to get us confused in theology. God's promises are yes and amen, and his truths are truths, and his word goes out to cut and comes back to heal. Jesus, the power of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, all of those powerful spiritual tools operate because of who he is. However, the deeper rhema level of being a spiritual warrior comes from knowing the application and the appropriation of how to apply intellectually what we know in scripture applicationally in the field of study in spiritual warfare. Now, I could give you 15 steps on how to do spiritual warfare and beyond, but that would not help you. Do you know why? Because when you're in the battle in the moment, you don't get to pull out a piece of paper and say, here are the 15 steps that I need to do to go and do spiritual battle. What my job is as a minister and a restoration and a healing deliverer through Jesus Christ to appropriate what I know in the word of God and in application show up to be a surrendered conduit of God so that the Holy Spirit can flow through me, right? So you are on a training field. You in your prayer closet get equipped to know what you need to know, as my husband says, to become a reservoir for the living word of God to flow through you in application. Amen. As a reminder, war in the Hebrew word H-E-R-E-M is used as explaining devoted to God or under a ban and sometimes refers to persons or things utterly destroyed. Warfare prayer dispels and destroys the works of the enemy, the darkness that oppresses it. There is a relative verb, H-E-H-E-R-I-M, meaning to treat or to destroy utterly. You are tearing down the walls of darkness in spiritual warfare. We all know Ephesians 6.10 through 20, foundationally, the whole armor of God. But I'm going to ask you, while you may be able to recite that scripture and know what it says, do you know the one that actually created that scripture and the resource and the reservoir of what that scripture flows out of? It's not enough to just know the word. You have to know the source of the word, the relationship, the relationship, the relationship. We learned in Spiritual Warfare 101, Acts 19:15, whose authority are you accessing? Demons know. The word says of an evil spirit, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Ladies and gentlemen, do you know who you are in Christ and are you walking in it? Today, the why. We learned the what by definition in spiritual warfare. This is the why. Psalm 34:10 as a reference. They that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. It is good to seek the sovereign creator of the universe and his precepts. He himself says, my people perish for what, saints? Lack of knowledge. 
Isaiah 55, 11, the Lord says, so shall my word be that goeth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, foundational and basic. So do we as mature Christians really know how to appropriate? I'm thankful as a side note for new beginnings, the vision of the house, pastors Larry and pastor Tiz that teach the full gospel right? They are not afraid to stand and teach us and know and speak about the fact that the demonic realm is real. And we know that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And Pastor Larry has said from the pulpit, he believes in generational blessings and generational curses. And even the mantle of Derek Prince, who is foundationally a speaker or was a speaker because he has since gone on to be with the Lord was anointed in this area to understand demonic influence, spirits and principalities. Did you know that Derek Prince on his deathbed actually laid hands on pastor Larry and that anointing that the mantle that Derek Prince carried was transferred to pastor Larry on Derek Prince's deathbed. Do you really recognize the treasure of what you sit under in this house? It is time, it is time, it is time for such a time as this to stand up and be equipped for what we need to do. Amen? In the book of Daniel, everybody remembers the book of Daniel 10. 21 days it took for the message to go from the heavenlies to the natural. What does that mean for us? That we do battle in the process of God getting us the message that we need. How do we do battle? Sometimes it's in our prayer closet. Sometimes it's walking down the street praying silently. Sometimes it's sitting in a pew listening to a message and you're taking authority over the spirit demonic influence that's trying to come against the speaker, or you are taking authority in your in your mind over a distraction that the enemy is telling you about a sin that happened 30 years ago. That's demonic influence. Do we recognize that for what it is? Or do we cow down and be a coward in our spirit realm, in our spirit man, and listen to the voice of the enemy? This day, be released from the past in Jesus' name. Father, right now, I take authority over every spirit of rejection, every spirit of abandonment, every spirit of defilement that came to come, steal, and destroy. But you come to give life more abundantly. Lord, where there was defeat... We appropriate the blood of Jesus and we thank you for the resurrection power that you have come to set us free and set us free indeed. Lord, your word says that you punish the sins of a third and the fourth generation, but Lord, you bless a thousand generations. So whatever was in our DNA in the past, we want to know about it. We want to address it. We want to take authority over it and we want to be cleansed from it. Generational curses are real people. They are real and we will be redeemed from them. In studying this, my Bible commentary notes, there um, is a, a word that I thought was so relative that the spiritual warfare prayer does not diminish the work of the cross. And that spoke to my spirit so much because as a current student studying theology, sometimes we can get distracted 
by the letter of the law as it relates to the way we interpret it. Not that the letter of the law is missed or or wrong, but we misunderstand it. Our filter can be off relative to our past experiences. We hear something other than what is being taught or said. It is important to truly be cleansed, spirit, soul, and body, so that our minds can be redeemed, as it says in Romans. Greater is he that lives in you than lives in the world. Do not walk by the world. So Dick Eastman, in his articulation of prayer in the Bible commentary, talked about, to the contrary, it does, spiritual warfare prayer does not diminish the cross. To the contrary, this order of warfare depends on what he, Jesus, has finished. We are appropriating what Jesus has already finished. Revelation 12, 9 through 12, the mission to proceed and pave the way to overthrow, overthrow of contemporary works of darkness is founded in the blood of the lamb. The dragon message that talks about how enmity between the seed and the enemy, right? We are appropriating the authority of Jesus Christ to avert. How many of us know what avert means? To turn away, to turn aside, to prevent, to ward off. Couple scriptures that are in your handouts and your notes. I'm not going to go into them in detail, but 2 Kings 19, 8 through 9 Physical acts parallel the establishment of spiritual authority in the realm, in the invisible realm. Physical acts parallel the establishment of spiritual authority in the invisible realm. Second Kings 19. Effectively in spiritual warfare prayer, how? James 5, 13 through 16. A righteous man's praying is energized by the Holy Spirit, and things happen. The atmosphere changes. Intercession in spiritual warfare, Ezekiel twenty-two thirty, And the intercessor, that's you and I, whether we're ministering at the altar, whether we're in our prayer closet praying about something that God has downloaded to us as an assignment, we are what? Intercessors doing spiritual warfare. The intercessor stands before God on behalf of others and averts judgment. Now, let me stop here and tell you a few testimonies where prayer averted God's situation, meaning the demonic influence was averted and God covered and redeemed. Dean and I could give you a lengthy list. This is just a few powerful ones. First of all, when we were first newly saved, or I was newly saved, we were newly married, Dean was, had been saved for years, we were on the healing and deliverance prayer team at our previous church. One of the first opportunities, this is where I'm back to, your training versus your application versus your in, impartation. Intellectually, you can know it, but until you experience it, it's a whole different ballgame. So we had had prayer training about spiritual warfare. We were in um, the sanctuary. A guest uh, speaker was talking about healing and deliverance. 
And all of a sudden, and there was probably maybe, I don't know, 700, 1,000 people in that service. I'm, I can't recall exactly. But we were in the middle where we always sat, and our, our prayer covering, our healing and deliverance pastors who we were under, sat so that we could have eye contact. Why is that important? Because sometimes you don't have to say anything in the natural. And in the spirit, I can look at Pastor Lydia, and she and I know, she knows my strengths, she knows my weaknesses, she's my prayer covering. So when something is out of order in the setting that you're in, know who you are in Christ, but know your covering. And if your covering's not there, know what your covering's told you so you know that you're covered. Why? Because when you engage the enemy, you don't want to be uncovered. Jesus I know, Paul I know. Who are you? Prayer covering matters. Back to the sanctuary experience. This minister is ministering on healing and deliverance. He calls missionaries, saved Christians, missionaries to the altar for an extra prayer covering prayer. In the middle of one of his prayers, I'm giving you the physical context of this woman because it's important relative to the demonic influence that was operating through her. A 90 pound, if that, maybe a hundred pound, little missionary from India, gorgeous, beautiful woman who had been saved for many years and was serving as a missionary in India came to the altar. All of a sudden, during the prayer, she began to manifest. Do you know what that means when I say that? Meaning the enemy was operating through her to the point that she was screaming so loudly, you could hear her in the back of the church. It was overtly demonic. The power that this woman had in her 90-pound body, you, you can't even believe it. You can't describe it. So again, I'm making eye contact with my prayer covering. They give us the signal that, again, back then, that was there was a debate in theology about doing what they called power encounter deliverances versus counseling restoration deliverances. Now, without debating about your position in theology, I'm here to tell you that if you don't get to the root of what is operating demonically, and you only deal with the surface influence, the enemy will come back seven times greater. That's what the word says. The word says that the enemy will come to test if the house is clean. I don't speak that in fear. I don't say that in fear over you. And in fact, right now, by the blood of Jesus, I take authority over the spirit of fear because we are not fearful about what happens in the natural that has spiritual context, right? We take this 90-pound woman to the back of the room. We sit her in a chair. We are standing around her and praying in the spirit. If you don't have your prayer language, later in a few minutes, we're going to talk about that. This 90-pound woman... In order to get her to keep from acting out, what did we do? The minister at the time, because I'm new, I'm a newbie, I'm learning, so I'm seeing. She is, first of all, it's important as a prayer warrior to appropriate the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is what I call your spiritual PPE. Do you know what that means? Right? PPE, as in the medical field, when they use it to protect themselves from viruses, 
The blood of Jesus is your spiritual PPE. So you appropriate the blood of Jesus. So in that context, Father, in Jesus' name, I appropriate the blood of Jesus over Sally. I take authority over the demonic influences happening in Sally right now. I separate Sally from the demon of XYZ. I bind Sally to the chair in Jesus' name by the blood of Jesus. Sally will not have permission to operate in demonic influence. Lord, we know that you come to heal And you will heal Sally this day. So right now in Jesus' name, we take authority over the spirit of Corindero. Do you know what the spirit of Corindero is? Spirit of witchcraft. We take authority over that spirit of witchcraft and we release Sally from the demonic influence of her generational inheritance. Father, we take authority by the blood of Jesus over the spirit of whatever the Holy Spirit tells you. Now this is where I'm stopping to say... You flow in the spirit as I'm modeling for you today. But ladies and gentlemen, you only speak what the father says to speak. You cannot get off on a tangent and go down a path of retaliation and think that you are all of this magnificent, wonderful minister that's got it all figured out. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? You earn your spiritual military rank based on your experience. Now, not in performance, but in application, right? So I'm saying all that to say it's important to know when the Holy Spirit says, stay silent, you stay silent. When the Holy Spirit says, be bold, you get bold. You have to learn how to multitask in the spirit. I look at spiritual warfare, prayer, healing, deliverance, and restoration as being a spiritual surgeon. Okay? Not every situation is going to require spiritual surgery. Sometimes it's triage that just needs the blood of Jesus and an appropriation of what the Holy Spirit is saying. Sometimes it's a medical spiritual procedure where you have to use the word of God to go in and cut and it comes back to heal. Sometimes it's a counseling situation where they have to understand the spiritual DNA that they've inherited generationally so that they can be redeemed and restored. The Holy Spirit will give you that awareness in the moment. But the key is you have to learn to discern. You have to learn to discern. Not everything that is shouting and praising is praising Jesus Christ. The enemy comes as as a, a light, an angel of light. He can mimic what God does because he's the counterfeit identity. So in that being said, this woman got set free as a 90-pound influenced by the demon. She could not say the name Jesus. She was coming out of this manifestation and going back in, and we clearly saw her name wasn't Sally, but I'm using that as an example. Sally versus the demon. The more you know the label and the name of the demonic influence that's happening, 
the more you can appropriate and be a better spiritual surgeon. And you only learn that experientially and through some of the teachings that Pastor Larry teaches on, generational curses, seven places Jesus shed his, shed his blood, Derek Prince's books. We'll talk a little bit more about that. The other time was, um, again, a Christian having a demon, theology, uh, questionable controversy, controversial subject. I'm not here to challenge your theology. I'm just saying when you experience it, you know real quickly that there's demonic influence in someone's life, whether or not they're a Christian. Are they possessing the spirit of that person? No, because the Holy Spirit has occupied that territory through regeneration and salvation. However, the soul is separate from the spirit. The soul is where the enemy can harbor and keep us stuck without awareness of how to move forward. Another time we were in Florence, Italy, standing outside the museum to see Michelangelo's David. All of a sudden, a flock of doves almost took Dean and I out on the street. And that was our point of awareness to say, something's happening, we need to pay attention. I turn around, we're in a line of about 15 or 20 people. I turn around, the precious woman behind me, who looked very normal one minute, as I turned around, she became ash white. She fell to the ground and lost all ability to have her bodily functions within her body. She was expelling in front of us gasping for air. Her friends were around her saying, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, she, what's happening? So I said no to Dean. I didn't say to them because they wouldn't have understand this. I said no to Dean. This is a demonic influence. We just had awareness. So this is all happening so fast. So her friends are around her. They're saying there's no 911 to call, but they're saying, is there a medical people around? I'm asking the diagnostic questions. Does she have epilepsy? Does she have diabetes? Is there anything that's going on that we need to know medically? Yes, we're going to get her medical treatment, but I believe this is spiritual influence. Dean started praying in the spirit. I took authority over the spirit of death. God is my witness. Within a couple of minutes, this woman came out of the path of death that she was being led down and took a gasp of air and came to her senses and said, oh my gosh, did I just almost die? I mean, it was like crazy. She was just like so out of it one minute and the next minute she was up talking and walking. That, ladies and gentlemen, is recognizing in the spirit when you need to be a spiritual warrior in that minute and appropriate spiritual warfare prayer. Praise God, she got healed, and thank you, Lord, for the awareness of discernment. I told you last time about the story in Cambodia, where the woman, um, the missionary that we was, were with, died and came back. Also, there was a time when Dean and I were in intercessory prayer, and we were praying for different uh, spirits of cancer and different demons of illness that were around. Dean was praying for someone who had brain cancer. A bird flew in the window, two stories up, no window access in that area, and it was like we said, that is a sign that God is, in, is healing this person. He got healed in Jesus' name. John 15, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
Verse seven, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, whatever you ask and wish, it will be done for you. This is to my father's glory, praise God, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. That is the work of the Lord. A quick mini teaching where I'm trying to, I know I'm talking fast, but I want to make sure we have time for application. Three more minutes and then we'll do some application. If this white piece of paper represents our soul clean, what happens when we give away part of ourselves to someone else? What do I mean by that? When you have inappropriate soul ties, when you connect with someone that is not your covering or give them a place of authority in your life that God does not want them to have, or you have a sexual relationship that has been consummated outside of the holy matrimony and the covenant of God. That, ladies and gentlemen, is sin. It needs to be dealt with. Soul ties need to be broken. Why? So that by the blood of Jesus and by spiritual impartation, we can take back the fragmentation of our souls and become whole again. It's important. It's very, very important. Quick nugget on going through and using not only uh, soul restoration, but inner healing, walking in forgiveness, releasing yourself from, from the past, understanding what that looks like. It's all very important for restoration, healing, and deliverance. As a side note, does, do you all know that there's a first, second, and third heaven? Everybody knows, right? Do you know that if you spiritually traffic in the heavenlies of the second and the third area that God does not give you permission to do that you can bring demonic influence into your life? A word of awareness. Your level of authority matters. Do not go and do spiritual warfare without understanding what you're doing or understand the authority in which God has given you. We'll talk a little bit more about first, second, and third heaven later, but the bottom line is study, 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 and be aware. Binding and loosening. We talked about how um, there are six major keys last time. Jesus holds three keys, the key of David, Revelation 3, 7, Isaiah 22, 22, the key of hell, Revelation 1, 8, and the key of death. The believer holds, you and I as believer believers hold three keys. The key of knowledge, Luke 11, the key of binding and loosening, Matthew 16, 19, and the key of loosing, Matthew 18, 18. What do we mean by that? Whatever shall be bound in heaven is bound in the earth. You know that your words matter and you have the authority to bind the enemy by the blood of Jesus. Use those tools and we're going to show you a little bit Uh, today how to do that. But before we do that, I think that it's important, and Pastor Lydia and I talked about this, that while you are mature spiritual warfare people, there can be places of oppression that keep us fragmented and distracted because we have not released some things, or maybe we don't even know that some things exist that um, are keeping us in our place of in a place of darkness. What do I mean by that? 
You do not want to have a place of darkness in your life that is unchecked because when you go into battle, that place of darkness will leave you in, in a deep way or lead you in a deep way that will be away from God and the enemy will have a place of influence. So today, Pastor Lydia and I talked about the fact that we're just going to flow in the spirit for a few minutes, but um, anointing, you know that the anointing breaks the yoke. You've all probably been anointed before, but this is a regeneration and a rededication, if you will, of being anointed by the pastors of the house to be spiritual leaders and to be spiritual prayer people at a whole nother level. Individually, you may be doing your own spiritual warfare understanding based on your individual training. What Pastor Lydia and I have a vision for is coming together to unify our individual prayer gifting so that corporately we can be in agreement with the house and we can operate in the protocols that are important in this house. What do I mean by that? So after today, Pastor Lydia and I are going to get together and we will give you a protocol checklist so that whether we're ministering at the altar, whether we're praying at home, or whether we're doing corporate intercession together, you have a clear understanding of the vision of the house and protocol checklists. So what if something happens? What if someone has a manifestation in a prayer meeting or a service? That doesn't mean that you've done something wrong. That doesn't mean that the teaching is out of order. That means that God wants to set someone free and he wants to use you to do it. So we cannot be afraid to back down from the given God-given assignments that are presented in front of us. God equips us. He gives us what we need in the moment to do what we need to do. But we need protocols. Amen? Okay. So how many of you have your prayer language? Everybody? Does anybody not have their prayer language that wants their prayer language? Okay. We'll pray for you individually, separately. So for the next couple minutes, if you'll just pray in your prayer language, and it doesn't have to be silent, this is an exercise to show you how we can corporately pray in our prayer language and what that means. And then as you pray, as God leads me, I'm going to pray a prayer, and then Pastor Lydia is going to come up and pray a prayer covering over, over us. But we're going to flow in the spirit for a few minutes just to feel the unity of what that means being corporately together and praying in the spirit. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, I thank you that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. There is no other name above your name. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the fact that Jesus gives us what we need when we need it. Lord, 
I just really am grateful that the vision of the house is to be able to uh, press into prayer more deeply, Lord. We thank you as we are praying in our prayer language, Lord, that you are giving us signs, wonders, visions, revelation, understanding, uh, discernment, Lord. You are equipping your people. Lord, when we lay hands on ourselves. Everybody lay hands on yourself. When we lay hands on ourselves, Lord, and we know that you give us what we need when we need it. Stir up the gifts in us, Lord. Stir up the gifts in us. Let us be uh, at a greater level, Lord, not to be in performance, but to be in right relationship with you. Lord, let us take territory from the enemy that you ordain. We only say what you say to say. We only go where you say to go. We only see what you say to see. But Lord, we separate what we see in the natural from what we see in the spirit. And we thank you, Lord, that greater level of discernment is coming to your prayer people for breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. And even break out right now in Jesus name. If you feel like you need a break out moment, a break out moment, whatever is going on in your household in Jesus name, I just call forth the spirit of illness, Lord, the spirit of infirmity, no spirit of infirmity, Lord, would be able to operate in Jesus' name. Spirit of diabetes, I take authority over you right now. If you've been recently diagnosed with diabetes, raise your hand or stand up. We want to pray for you. If you have been diagnosed with a thyroid issue, stand up in Jesus' name. Father, you are greater than any issue that we have in Jesus' name. Thyroid, it, Thyroids are healed in Jesus' name name. Diabetes is healed in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. The spirit of divorce does not have a place of authority in our lives. If divorce is something that's hovering over you and hanging in your marriage, I want you to stand up. We're going to pray for marriages and no divorce in Jesus' name. No divorce in Jesus' name. If you're fighting a legal battle in Jesus' name, we take authority over that misappropriation of legal battle in Jesus' name. Where the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, you will not steal our finances. In Jesus' name, provision, 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 provision of finances in Jesus' name, inheritance in Jesus' name, salvations for children. If you're praying for your children and need a breakthrough in your children's lives, stand in the gap for them. We stand in the gap for our families, for our children, for our legacies to come in Jesus' name. Enemy, the devil, the Lord rebukes you. The Lord rebukes you. The Lord rebukes you in Jesus' name. Legacy. We call forth our blessed legacies in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Spirit of confusion. Spirit of depression. Spirit of oppression. If you have recently been dealing with oppression and depression, no guilt, shame, or condemnation. Stand up. We're going to pray for you. No guilt, shame, or condemnation. No guilt, shame, or condemnation. Go in Jesus' Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. Keep praying, saints. Pray harder. Lay hands on yourself. Press in, press in, press in. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you're having problems hearing, somebody's ears need to be unclogged in Jesus' name. That's not a tumor, that's demonic influence. 
If you are having problems hearing, lay hands on your ears in Jesus' name. Lay hands on your ears. Spirit of confusion, go in Jesus' name. Clarity, clarity of mind, be redeemed. Regeneration, regeneration, restoration, restoration. By the blood of Jesus, we will only hear and do what the Father says to hear and do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise him, saints. Praise him, saints. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, now, corporately, I want to say that in your private time, spend time understanding, even if you've done it before, the true triune God. The world uses the term G-O-D to mean so many things. We have to be intentional. We have to be deliberate. We have to be on point. We have to be on purpose. It's the triune God, the sovereign Father God, Jesus as the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Begin to train yourself to understand that. And saints, this is just a small nugget of what God wants to do. A small nugget. And I humbly say, it is not about me. Please hear my prophetic understanding and submission to God. He will use us all in this way. Greater is he that is in you than is in the world. But press in. Press in, saints. Press in. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I tell you, that's some good teaching, Carrie. And uh, you know what? I want to remind everybody and thank, and we all need to thank God for revelation knowledge. He is able to give us revelation knowledge. And Father, we just lift up our hands to you right now. We thank you for your revelation knowledge. Give us the revelation of the seekers from the foundation of the earth. Give us revelation and clarity. Give us clairvoyance, Lord God. So we And give us sight that we can see the things that others do not see. Father, I praise your name and I thank you that your hand is upon us. That you have called each and every one of us to be a warrior. Father, we thank you that we keep our eyes on our commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ. He has defeated the enemy already, Father, and we stand in line knowing full well that he has given us the authority to make that so. And Father, we thank you that we can defeat him on every angle and every tactic that he has. We can come against him. We can stand before him not fearful. We can stand before him strong and empowered by the the authority of Jesus Christ and the blood that he shed on the cross for us. Father, we thank you that we are anointed. We thank you that we are powerful. We thank you that we know that we are your children and that you have called each and every one of us to be conquerors and overcomers on this earth. So when Jesus comes back, he's coming home. And amen and amen.